Hello, and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I am the Mama Bird, Priscilla McKinney here, CEO. Before we get too far, let's talk about this show's sponsor. Do you know what lies behind your data? And I do mean lies. You see, when the truthfulness of respondents is in question, the entire survey process is compromised. Have you heard of cloud research? Well, let me tell you about how they are exposing the hard truth about online survey fraud. In partnership with Insights Association, they've put together a webinar that pulls back the curtain on fraudulent survey taking behavior. They are going to reveal shocking, never before seen footage from actual fraudulent click farms. You'll see that fraud as it truly happens with your own eyes and learn what can be done to stop fraudsters in their tracks. Don't miss this. I won't miss this. It's all happening November 3rd. Visit whatliesbehindyourdata.com to register. That's whatliesbehindyourdata.com. I've got another CEO with me, so I'm going to get right into who my guest is today. It's Paul Gadet with Dig Insights, and we've got a lot to talk about today, but if you don't know anything about Dig Insights, let me give you a little bit of the 411. They are a tech-enabled insight and strategy consultancy, and they've got some big news that they're going to share a little bit, but they continue to be one of the fastest-growing consumer insights companies in Canada, and they were listed as one of the most innovative research companies, so hello you get to be on my podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> that's been kind of a, a steady stream of accolades that they've received over the last couple of years. But Paul has experience, obviously, in this industry, kind of coming around from a lot of different verticals, CPG, QSR, technology, financial, retail, alcohol, cannabis, blah, blah, blah. He goes on and on. So we, he, he's been around the block a bit. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of his experience but they are also the founders of Upside that is a new innovation insights platform. So we're gonna chat about that a little bit too, but Paul, welcome to the show. Well, thanks Priscilla for having me. Absolutely, thanks for throwing a great party in Toronto. I'm glad you could make it. <laughs> yes, it was a great party. And just let, you know, just so you know, because other people might not know this, but if you're ever in Toronto during one of our parties, our parties are open for anybody in the industry, competitors, suppliers, clients, everybody. It's just a great chance uh, to all get together and and see each other after so long. And also, and I'm going to say the most bizarre thing about your party. Add it to my <laughs> list of bizarre things okay. that happened to the party. The flowers were impeccable. I'm going to have to tell my HR person who actually grew those flowers. What? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm serious. I can't believe I mean, I was in serious You, you just made her day. I'm going to let her know. That's yeah. so good. Well, give her a shout out. What's her name? Jill. Jill Jacobs, our uh, director of HR, who actually has uh, also leads our gardening club. Uh, fantastic garden. And uh, yeah, she grew the most beautiful flowers for our party. <laughs> I cannot believe I just stumbled yeah. into that. That is so cool. <laughs> well, Jill, you made my day. So <laughs> it was super fun. And I got to tell you, I said it to a couple of people at the party and they were like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so, even better. Yeah, that was before I was liquored. So, <laughs> okay, so we talked about innovation, and I know that seems to be just the craziest buzzword in our industry. But yeah. tell me what you mean by that in the market research category. Let's kick off with something big and try and get this focused. Mm -hmm. And tell me not only like, what do you mean by that? But what do you think that means really in business? Why do we have to be going that direction? 
Yeah. Well, it's actually, it's a great question. And it's something I think we as a company, when the four of us started back in 2010, really started the company with that in mind is how do we innovate a market research industry that has been, I don't know, say stale for so long. It really came to us innovating, I think, two aspects of the industry. One was innovating the consumer experience and then also the client experience. And that was really around the need for us to provide more strategic insights, to improve the quality insights that we were giving our clients and make it a lot more relevant. So when we talk about the consumer experience, really innovating the consumer experience, it's it's really around how do we talk to consumers in a way that actually is up-to-date, relevant? And, you know, how is it you know, that they've it's changed so much over the last five to 10 years with technology and how we communicate with each other and how we express ourselves, but yet market research hasn't never really kept up with that. So innovation from a consumer experience was, hey, how do we, how do we develop approaches or ask questions that really actually get at what we want to get at and speak to people as if they were people, normal people. And so many of our approaches uh, take that uh, into consideration. And then the flip side of that was also, how do we improve the client experience? I think for too long, the industry had really been focused on its own metrics and really kind of looked in on itself as opposed to how can we be a, a relevant industry for the broader business overall and be more strategic. And really that is geared around how do we speak a, a much more relevant language to our clients? How do we speak in a language of business? So when you know we're developing approaches that are hopefully uncovering new insights from consumers, speaking to them in a way that's relevant, we're also providing details back to the client that talks about levels of incrementality. If we're talking about uh, potential innovations or portfolio optimization, or how do you maximize margin? Speaking them in a language of business that makes it much more relevant for them and their stakeholders internally. So we're innovating the consumer experience, but also innovating the client experience. I think overall providing a much more relevant partnership with our clients. I love that, but I'm going to pick that apart just a minute. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so everybody says innovation, right? So I, I hear that a lot. And in this podcast, what we do often is pull back the curtain, say, yeah, but let's see what that looks like mm -hmm. from behind, right? The scene. So we're going to do that a little bit. So talk to me a little bit about a client that you've worked with, with that approach. That was good theoretical stuff. And that's what I think you and I would talk about at the beginning of, of industry party. No, let's pretend we've had three drinks. And yeah. now you're going to really tell me, what does this look like? How does this present itself in real life? How does the conversation change? How do you, how do you broker a better relationship with the client? How do you have a better experience for the consumer? So give us some examples of a client you've worked with that where this is evident. Yeah, it's hard to pinpoint exactly one client because I think overall, if I look at the characteristics of our client, I think they're all heading in a very similar direction. And it's mostly because we've developed methodologies and approaches that we think are innovative. We've gone to the market and said, hey, we are actually developing this. We're capturing feedback in a new and innovative approaches. We're visualizing data in a new and intuitive way. And clients have naturally kind of come back to us and said, I have this problem. I saw this and I'd love to get your help and your perspective on it. And those, those challenges seem to be somewhat common. There's the challenges of we are now becoming a much more data-driven co company with the consumer in mind. So we need to be much more consumer focused and that's coming from the top. So somebody up top has said, hey, we need to be much more consumer focused. So we're looking for something new. We're looking for something different. Our, we developed our own innovation platform, as you mentioned, called Upside, which is really geared towards that system one evaluation of new ideas in an organization using very intuitive technology, very intuitive questions to really uncover that, whether or not someone actually has a, a potential for that innovation. 
And clients are looking and saying, this is new. This is relevant. This speaks to consumers in a much more intuitive way. I want to learn more about that. So they're coming to us with that question of, I need something new because we need to actually make quicker decisions. And I'm tired of the same old stuff that I'm using all the time. The second is that they're coming to us and saying, and I also end up, in addition to looking at something new, I'm also incorporating, I need to incorporate more data. So we have a ton of data. We have a behavioral data, a transactional data, or loyalty data, or social listening data, whatever other data they have at their disposal. And they're saying, we need to make decisions, not just using survey data. We need to also incorporate some of the other business metrics so that when we actually are making decisions, we have this holistic consumer in mind. And so what can you do for us that's incorporating some of the additional data that we can give you. And so for many of our clients, we also include a lot of their customer data, whether it's transactional behavioral data into our analysis and provide some of that analytics back to them and say, we surveyed a whole bunch of people, but in addition to this, this is how we can provide a view of your consumer using your own data. So taking their data and incorporating that into our analysis is another big thing. And then finally, I think, again, I think it's the, the clients who are coming to us and saying, I'm tired of the companies coming to us and saying, you got a top two box score of this. You're speaking to your clients in a new and innovative way. You're actually using a language of business. I want to work with you because you can actually translate that data into insights that we can then share with our stakeholders. And so it's, it's not one specific client who's coming to us with saying, I have this one challenge that I need you to fix because you seem to be an innovative company. It's many clients who are coming to us with very common challenges to say, we want to do now finally do something different. We've seen you, we've seen your product, we've seen your offering, or we've heard from somebody else that you've really tackled their challenge in a new and innovative way. What can you do for us? Mm. Well, if I think about any industry that was challenged in through COVID, which nobody was unscathed. But when you think about consumer insights and consumer sentiment and the massive change that happened within how people feel about brands, how they shop, how they gauge importance, priorities, all of our priorities shifted. We were all traumatized, sure. right? Uh, massively. So we've, we've all been through a massive trauma. And so, so much of our lives just like got thrown up in the air and it's kind of coming down in different pieces. And mm -hmm. that was a massive impact on market research because what you knew about your consumer before COVID is probably not true anymore. <laughs> and maybe even terribly misleading, right? I guess I asked this in a kind of a couched way is, where do you see these conversations you're talking about happening with clients? Where do you see the questions going five years from now, having really just come through an incredibly disruptive time already? Do you think maybe people are ready for innovation in a different way? I, I'm just, I'm really trying to wrap my mind around, I get that we all handled ourselves and rose to the occasion in a very weird time, but what is this going to look like over the next one, two, three, five years? Yeah. I don't know that we can really look at other industries as the way of saying, this is what we could expect in the insights industry over the next five years. Because I, I think to your point, COVID was such a transformational period for our industry. If we even look at some of the growth rates that we saw, to your point, you know, DIY platforms grew by 30% over 19, 2019 to 2020, and even strategic consultancy grew grew by 10%, but more established market research segment fell by 5%. So clients were looking to those DIY platforms or that higher level engagement with the strategic consultancies to really understand what was happening and how do they navigate this new world. But I think if I look at that, 
what happened there and you project that out for the next five years, I do think there is an element of that's somewhat what we're going to see and continue to see that there is going to be somewhat of a bifurcation in our industry where there is going to be a technology element, a massive technology element that will continue to grow. If you think of, if you ever go on insightplatforms.com, there's a directory of all these different res tech platforms. I think it's up to over 1200 different platforms. It was 900 a year ago. So massive growth happening with the res tech platforms that's, that's occurring. And at the same time, you're looking at all the traditional agencies and seeing how can they elevate their offering to be much more strategic in nature and actually understand and interpret the data that clients have so they can provide more strategic insights. And I think if I look at five years ahead, there is going to be that difference between a ton of technology offerings that are going to be focused on not just solving everything, but pieces of the puzzle. And then there's going to be much more higher level strategic consultancies that are focused on analyzing data, uncovering those insights, being able to be a much more strategic partner, especially for companies that who might not have access to all that third-party data. So some, you know, companies that are really taking all that information, internalizing it and providing strategic insights back to the client, whether or not the questions will will change or how they'll change or how we understand consumers over the next five years. I think we'll figure that out, but I think we're going to figure that out based on emerging technology and companies and entrepreneurs that create new technology that answer some of those questions, a lot of integrated technologies. So the technologies that speak into each other. And then on the flip side, you're going to see a lot of more strategic consultancies really elevate their offering, specialize in certain areas. And so that they are creating an additional value for the clients and those more traditional one call it almost just the full service market research company. I don't see those as being what will be the majority of the industry in the next five years. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about this show's sponsor. Uncovering insights in the agricultural industry can seem like looking for a needle in a haystack. Luckily, Ag Access has your back. From recruitment and survey design to planning and execution of custom full-service market research projects, you can count on Ag Access to deliver expertise and meaningful outcomes. Their 400,000 plus member community covers the breadth of the agriculture chain, including technology, ag sales, crop growers, livestock producers, feed supply, and more. With a full-time engagement center, research logistics team, and 400,000 member strong insights community, Ag Access is an irreplaceable bridge between researchers and professionals in the agriculture industry. Visit ag-access.com to learn more. I totally agree about specialization on that level. And I think that's interesting because you have focused on the actual platform side of it. You see yourself as a part of that ecosystem. So tell us a little bit about Upside. Well, yeah, and, and kind of yes and no in terms of where we focus. So we've, the interesting thing about our company, and, and I'll say recently we actually went through a process and we brought on a financial partner. Behringer Capital, who bought a majority stake in the company. And I think going through that process was actually extremely eye-opening for us. Yes, we have a platform. We have a platform called Upside, which is really intended to help clients advance their decision-making on potential innovations and where to prioritize their innovation efforts. It's a DIY platform, but at the same time, we actually use it to execute projects internally as well through our consultancy side. And so while it's a software that we've really created and are heavily invested in and continue to expand on, we also have a large off service offering. It's our traditional consultancy kind of 
more tailored towards the advanced analytics, more understanding the fundamentals of consumers and helping them then assess the potential of their innovations and then helping them optimize innovations and then tracking those innovations. And so much more around that total innovation lifecycle. But those two sides of the business, when we, we realized going through this process was they were heavily complementary and they were needed. You couldn't just have the technology and you couldn't just have the services. And while I say later on that there is going to be this bifurcation where there is going to be a lot of technology offerings and services right now, we're in the middle of both. We have a, yeah. a massive technology offering in addition to a huge support with our strategic consultant side. And that the idea is how can we complement each other to the point that we're helping our clients make the best decisions because we're leveraging our own technology and we're providing that quality of insights. There's two sides and that's really how we position ourselves as being that tech enabled is because we are leveraging the technology that we've created. Yeah. So tech enabled insight and strategy consultancy. Very mm -hmm. clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. You can say it five times fast. I'm sure. <laughs> sure. Well, one thing that I really appreciate about you is, but it's also your willingness to collaborate with other people. And I know you, you and your company have been a big supporter of women in research and I'll give you a shout out for that. But I also want to give you an opportunity to just kind of give any advice maybe to people who are doing research, maybe junior researchers or people kind of getting a little bit more comfortable with tech platforms, what would you say to them right now as they're coming in or coming into their own mm -hmm. in research? What would you offer from your years of experience? Yeah, well, the, I, I got two, two pieces I think I, I would offer. One is um, just be comfortable with research. It's really not that difficult to understand the fundamentals of research, but it's important to understand what those fundamentals are. You do this because it allows you to, if you ever have wanted to do a DIY platform or ask questions to your own customer base, it's, it's really important to know what types of questions to ask. But it also, it's important because you want to understand and have a better relationship with your, your insights partner as well to understand why they're asking certain questions. So even just learning the fundamentals of it, there's, you can go online and take some of the master classes that are available on the different platforms that exist. You could actually, we've actually put together our own learning session for clients who have brought on an insights team with people who've not necessarily been in insights before or had limited knowledge of insights and really just teaching again, just the fundamentals. What are some of the fundamental things you need to know? What are the kind of the typical tools or techniques that people might use? The language, the acronyms, it's, it's not rocket science, but it's important to get comfortable with research and not really be in, intimidated by it. And the second thing I'd say, and this is, I think really for everyone is just remember that we are all consumers. Each of us is a consumer and we have the you know, habits and preferences and they change over time. And we talk about you know, how COVID was a massive shift in consumers. Well, we all experienced it as well. And we always sometimes talk about them as this elusive group that we just don't understand. And we got to understand more about the consumers, but empathy goes a long way. We, we can relate to consumers in many different ways. We can put ourselves in the shoes of the consumer. And the more we do that, the more it's easier to understand where they're coming from, where the consumers are coming from, where we're coming from as consumers. And it's easier to really focus on those challenges or create or solve for those challenges with us knowing that, yes, consumers are not this elusive group. We are consumers. Just keep the consumer in mind is also just make it relatable to you as well. I love that. And we talk about that a lot on this podcast. The idea is like, we're driving to work, we're driving to work, we're a consumer, we don't like advertisement, we don't like being interrupted. And then we come to work, put on our marketer hat, let me 
sales pitch somebody. <laughs> Let me yeah. interrupt their day. And we get so removed from that just two minutes ago, we didn't like that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it really is about keeping your humanity about you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you can understand insights so much better when you don't view the consumer as this totally separate thing that you just say, I am also a consumer. So this is how I would like to be asked a question, or this is how I would respond to a question if that was asked. And I think that's an important consideration. I love it. I love it. Well, as a thank you for coming on my show, I'm going to give you a chance to maybe pat your team on the back a little bit, but tell us a little bit about one other thing you and I have in common, and that is that we have a company podcast. So tell us about Dig In Insights, about Dig In, and tell us what you're trying to do with it and what people could expect, because we're going to add it into the show notes, and we'd love for you to discover their podcast and how they're trying to put expertise out there that is completely free and completely available to anybody in the in insights and consumer, just anybody who's interested in what does this look like in a real, real-life situation, they're putting it out there. So tell us about it. Yeah, you know, it started probably a couple of years ago now and actually hosted by our director of marketing or VP of marketing, uh, Megan Healy, who does a fantastic job, just all things marketing. I think over the last couple of years, we've really, I think people have seen Dig because of our, our marketing efforts. So shout out to Megan and her team for all the marketing that, that they've done on our side. But the, the Dig In podcast has been a, a fantastic opportunity for us to talk to clients, industry folk, marketing people, really get perspectives of the business, the strategy, the challenges they're facing, how they're handling certain challenges like through COVID or how they come up with new and innovative approaches to solving a business challenge, whether it's a more of a DTC approach. It's really focused on much more of a broader range of you know, how do we get more client perspectives into an industry where we tend to be a lot more for us, especially supplier focused. And, you know, you know, it's all about the innovation of the insights industry from the supplier side or the, how we're providing insights back to our client from the supplier side, but being able to provide that perspective from the client side and hearing direct from them on how they're formulating their strategy or how they're tackling challenges helps us all as suppliers to actually be able to be much more consultative in our approaches and so it's a fantastic podcast just in terms of broad learnings from a marketing and insights perspective, much more geared towards the client side. I love it. I love it. You've been listening to Paul Gaudet. He is the CEO and co-founder of Dig Insights. You can look him up online. I'm going to spell it for you. Paul, P-A-U-L, and Gaudet. It's G-A-U-D-E-T-T-E. -E. So please do connect with him on LinkedIn. As with all of us leading innovative companies, we do want to hear feedback from people. But obviously, in the show notes, we're going to add in their Dig In podcast. We really here at Little Bird Marketing like to celebrate all things that are collaborative and people who are working hard behind the scenes to really share expertise very freely. So give a thank you to Megan and the team. Paul, I think that's really great the way you guys add to the industry. And Priscilla, let me just also say the same goes for you and your team. I think, you know, seeing you at different conferences and just seeing how you guys have really promoted the industry overall is really refreshing to see. So thank you as well for having me on here and just being who you guys are. Absolutely. But I love what I got out of this, which is a standing invitation to every party. Of course. So, <laughs> standing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so from all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day. Go to the next Dig Insights party and happy marketing.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.